Do you ever buy your plugins from Plugin Boutique? If it's your store of choice, why not visit using our affiliate link so that we get a percentage of the clams for the sale without changing the amount you pay? You can find that link on a4ppodcast.com or in the episode description alongside affiliate links for Loopmaster's sample packs and Loop Cloud subscriptions. Hello, and welcome to Appetite for Production. I'm Tim Kant. I'm doing the intro and outro solo this time. Don't worry, it's not a solo episode or anything as heinous as that. It's just James, bless his little consocks, has had some minor technical difficulties. So you might hear some change, slight changes in quality throughout the episode. I apologise. James apologises. We're all very sorry. But hey, it's still going to be lovely and awesome. So let me just set the scene before we start. Tim Kant, James Russell, two jaded music tech journalists are going to talk about some music technology news for you and maybe have a few laughs along the way. So um, I guess let's take it away, guys. Let's go. Tim, I wanted to tell you about, I'm not quite sure what to call it, because I think it's a Chinese plugin company. Uh, I think it's pronounced Shine Audio. It's X-H-U-N Audio. How? What letters were those? X-H-U-N-N. I think it's meant to be pronounced Shine Audio. <laughs> How counterintuitive. Okay, uh, but this it. is a product called Filter Cult, uh, which is a quite comprehensive Moog-style ladder filter. And they have done quite a lot of interesting new things to it. So take a look at this thing. Filter cult. This is the. Oh, I've got some self resonating stuff. And now, a few examples of the same drum beat processed by Filter Cult. understand what's going on here oh man okay there's some crazy lfo stuff going on oh sounds completely bonkers <laughs> that sounds pretty cool to be fair would you reckon see if you could head up to the image of this, I want us to uh, to work out exactly how it works. Because for a filter, they've put a lot of stuff on it, and it looks very cool. Yeah, right. So can you can you see the um, can you see the interface now? I sure can. And keep, it's got like rack style interface. Can you see that they've got uh, sort of fake post its on it written in Comic Sans? Yes, I like that. That's good. Yeah. That that speaks. Of professionalism, I feel. <laughs> that's what, that's what I So basically, you've got a preamp uh, at the start, a preamp stage, and then you have some kind of, it's called a multi-mode modulator with uh, attack and decay knobs and modes. I imagine the mode lets you select envelope or LFO, perhaps. Yeah. The main panel is filter panel. Uh, you've got your cutoff, you've got your emphasis, i.e. resonance, uh, how many poles, and low pass, high pass, whatnot. Uh, there's a switch where you can activate what they call circuit bending because they've done mm. something else to the filter. There's a pre-load. 
<laughs> yeah. Stop laughing at my non-jokes. Uh, <laughs> I assume you can sort of uh, push, drive, and distort the audio a little before it goes into the filter, and then a post-load. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> and then finally, you have a feedback panel where you can basically send the signal back into the filter and as well as just feeding the output back into the input, you can delay that output back into the input by up to 10 milliseconds, which is pretty crazy. You see, 10 milliseconds doesn't sound like a lot, does it, James? No. But in in the world of feedback, I'm sure that that is more than enough. Yeah, so uh, I just wanted to run that one by you. I'm going to call it Shine Audio Filter Cult. And it is looking very nice, especially that Comic Sans font for the uh, annotations. And how did you uh, think of the sound? Yeah, it sounded pretty cool, actually. Not the sort of thing I'd particularly use. But if if you want to make stuff sound crazy, I think that's pretty cool. And clamwise, it's pretty reasonable. $59 slash, oh no, 59 euro clams regular price and there's a special introductory offer so you can get it for 30 euro buddy not bad not bad i like it shine audio filter cult we'll have uh, links to all these plugins in the episode description or at good finds mate fair play yeah. james are you a spotify user i am yes Yes, lots of people are. I personally love Spotify. Hold hold on a second. Just to say, I've been using Spotify since about 2007 when only a few people could get onto it. That's crazy. And um, it was the time when, if you remember, you got referrals to refer other people. And yeah, back then, one, it was just a twinkle in everybody's eye. Just a just a twink in your yeah. eye. Um, yeah, that is that is pretty early, to be fair. I wasn't even using iTunes then, let alone Spotify. So, fair play. And now, I love Spotify. But, James, mm-hmm. there's a but coming. Let me read you a bit of the story from Pitchfork. Now, this is from January. I didn't notice it back then. But I've it's come to my attention more recently And it's horrendous. Spotify has been granted a patent with technology that aims to use recordings of users' speech and background noise to determine what kind of music to curate and recommend to them. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Oh, yeah, no, keep keep going. Let me me analyse this later. I'm just scanning this. The patent outlines potential use of technology that involves the extraction of intonation, stress, rhythm, and the likes of units of speech from the user's voice. Mm. The tech could also use speech recognition to identify metadata points such as emotional state, (laughs) gender, age, accent, and even environment, i.e. whether someone is alone or with other people based on audio recordings. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. So then they have some bump about uh, what what is is needed is an entirely different approach to collecting taste attributes to the user, particularly one that's rooted in technology. So the above human described activity is at least partially eliminated and performed more efficiently. Okay, fair enough. We all want to be recommended music more efficiently. I think it's fair to say that this seems incredibly invasive. What do you think? (sighs) Right, yeah. I I see what you mean completely. Applying for a patent for this system doesn't mean 
this system has to go ahead and it doesn't mean <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah sure <laughs> it doesn't mean that they're going to bake it into how everything works without telling anyone or without warning everyone or without needing some kind of consent it just means that they've got a pattern of some technology that can do this if that's truly even so if that's truly where they're going this is worrying this is worrying James. I, you know that the, the the official answer is all we want to do is for you to be able to hold your your finger on the microphone for a few seconds and we'll detect whether you're at a party and whether you're alone uh, crying or whether you're <laughs> walking down the street next to a load of cars and we'll play you the correct sort of music and none of it will be sponsored i don't i don't think anyone would even use that kind of system though i don't think people would um, i mean the normies would wouldn't they the thing is yes it will be it will become the sort of thing that you have to opt out of and what's more worrying is we we already get adverts for stuff that we've talked about or typed about in on our phones and even though companies aren't really supposed to be doing that james do have you experienced the phenomena i'm talking about <sighs> i know how it works I know how these things work and a lot of it is just coincidence but usually it's it's no it's not I refuse to believe that I've had ad I've had adverts come up for very specific monitor speakers that I've googled as part yeah, of work yeah you googled them or even typed into you've googled them there's a, you get ads because Google's serving you the ad on, on another page somewhere no, it's no okay. It's uh, okay. It's it's even no. It's even been stuff that I haven't googled and stuff that I've literally just typed into the Notepad app in my phone. I swear. To God. But why did you type that thing into the Notepad app in your phone? Because you'd heard about it somewhere. Maybe you'd already seen something about it. No, 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 James. This is to do with like you know recordings I've made for work. Look. It's wrong, James. It's wrong and it's crazy. I don't think it goes that deep right now. Uh, I know that, yes, if you visit someone's website, they can tell Google to send you adverts all around the web. But you can also opt out of that by switching off cookies and not agreeing to the cookies. But that's a whole different matter. I'm not cons- I'm not saying that so any of that's okay. But let's get back to the music, Tim. That's what we're all about. <laughs> This is well. This is, yes, the thing. Okay, it's, it's the thin end of the wedge, mate. That's what I'm the, saying. My original question: Who's going to use this? And it's it's for the normies, isn't it? We would know what we want to listen to whenever we want to listen to it. You know, if we're in situation A or if we're in situation X, we'd basically kind of know what we want to listen to and no algorithm would be better than we are at finding something that we want to listen to but many people they do want to be told (laughs) what to listen to and so let's say you want a dynamic party playlist to respond to the uh the situation in the room and what's happening as a dj would but you have no idea about music and you just want to play you some trivial shitty (laughs) vitriolic pop music oh wow that is the situation this thing is built for but i think it's just a pattern i don't think it means that it's ever going to happen like this in the real world although it could i don't think it means that it is this sort of thing is gonna happen eventually because it's just a fantastic way for companies to get data. And I think it's really scary. And I think it, it will be the sort of thing that people 
don't don't even think about the potential consequences of and i think we are walking into a techno nightmare james not to be too melodramatic about it nightmares sounds like uh, your genre oh yeah oh god i wish yeah i mean it this this seems to be stepping things up to a scary new level and i am as guilty of anyone as just like having a smartphone or whatever, which I know is listening to me all the time, even though I don't really want it to. And it feels like it feels like things are ramping up, buddy. I mean, are you not concerned by this? Yes. However, let me just give you not devil's advocate, but let me give you another perspective. This is okay. this is devil's don't worry about it. Let me ask you one question, Tim. How good is mm. voice recognition technology? I don't well, I don't know. The thing is, it's gonna improve. <laughs> Do you know is what I it mean? because it's been years of basically getting it wrong all the time? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, well, I say, okay, at the consumer level, maybe it's not great now. But the thing is, James, you've got to remember the technology is always going to improve mm. and improve and improve. We'll have more data and to it, feed the machines as well. Yeah, and it's like eventually these mics will be so sensitive that they'll be picking up stuff that you wouldn't even imagine. And I think it's creepy and weird. My point being that, you know, I if the Apple phone support assistant can't understand what I'm saying, then I don't think Spotify is going to be able to listen to the intonation of a conversation and correctly provide appropriate music to put on. Yes, I think for for me that's kind of beside the point. But yeah, I mean, I'm certainly not going to be trusting Spotify to deliver my, you know, mood appropriate music. Yeah, that's for me. That's yeah, something that I'm not even uh, worried about. Uh, and let's. But I think it's I think it's really disappointing because Spotify seemed like even though they don't really pay artists much, they at least seemed like a relatively cool company providing a good product. It's fairly worrying, but I'm more worried about vaccine. Passports. Well, it's me. It's the it's the combination of everything. I'm not. Funnily enough, I'm not so worried about vaccine uh-huh. passports. But it's like it's all pointing in a pretty dystopian direction. Do you know yeah, what I and mean? We seem to be inviting it in ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, I look when smartphones came out. I thought they were the coolest thing ever. But it's the same story with the internet, mate. I thought that would turn out to be a force for good in the world. Turns out I was completely wrong. Same story with smartphones. I mean, I'm starting to feel like we should reject technology. That said, I'm a music technology journalist and I spend literally every second of every day plugged into a machine. Yes. I mean, let's forget your your Chinese toys that you use for your self-pleasure <laughs> for the moment. but <laughs> are, you t- are you talking about my Nintendo? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> vibrating Nintendo. So anyway, I've been looking into buying an MP3 player because I'm aiming to be that guy who is a wanker and rejects technology before everyone else. And do you know what? They're pretty fucking reasonably priced mm. these days, buddy. Yeah, I got one a while back as a just like a, a service mp3 player to play white noise basically as as like always on kind of like press play press pause press play press pause sort of thing and it just repeats the the white noise signal they were shit all of them oh really yeah yeah, yeah. all the cheap ones were pieces of absolute what brands what brand was it uh, the usual capital letters ones that you see on amazon where it's just they're they're all just shit 
Oh, okay. I was going to go for SanDisk, which is, you know, a recognizable brand. Yeah, any brand. recognizable brand is probably fine. But yeah, I, I didn't see any cheap ones from any recognizable brand. But yeah, maybe you should be an early adopter of being that guy who rejects technology. I don't know. Like the thing is, I'm already a bit of a wanker. <laughs> How much more wankiness can this personality, <laughs> you know, effectively hold before I just become an absolute wanker? <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? It's worrying. That's the other worrying thing. Possibly more worrying even than Spotify working out how old I am and that I'm a man. The thing is, like, from the periods of my life when I've read, uh, listened to Spotify with ads, Spotify couldn't work out anything about me from my musical taste and you think that if if there's anything that points to your personality it's the music you listen to uh, not the sounds in the room where you are and uh, they could never tell what was happening when they were giving me adverts they kept advertising me mcdonald's and i'm the thinnest man you've ever seen <laughs> yeah i mean i guess i still find it a bit scary and or spooky and also i figure if i get an mp3 player I could put uh, just like loads of music on there and not have to worry about filling the bastard up like I do with my phone, which is always full. I predict that you're going to end up going back to your phone. I think you're probably right. It's just insanely convenient, especially considering the sort of work that we do in particular. It's just insanely convenient. I mean, the thing is, I'm not thinking of retiring my phone completely, but I'm just thinking of not having it on me 24-7 like I do at the moment. Also, I feel like screen addiction is a real problem. I feel like I look at my phone just an insane amount. Mm. And I think if I was more more using an MP3 player for the tunes, um, that wouldn't be a problem. Mm. 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 I've thought it through before and I've thought about getting a non-smartphone as well. Yes, I looked into that as well, actually. Uh, what, funnily enough, one of the reasons I can't is because of uh, maps. I'm going to need maps if I ever go anywhere. Oh, man, can we go back to the date of printing out <laughs> Google Maps or buying an A to Z? It just seems archaic at this yeah, stage. Yeah, no, I, uh, that's the thing. It's uh, I've got a lot of technology stuff going on, which I've been meaning to talk to you about. I'm not going to yet. I was going to talk to you last episode but we had to stop for a short episode because i had to go and take the family to the hospital no. and this episode i don't feel i just don't feel up to uh, chatting about technology plus we're having some technical problems because of all that technology stuff <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds like we've got a big techno chat really brewing yeah it's i've <laughs> believe me there is a lot uh, to talk about because i've bought several new things Oh wow! Okay. Including, in fact, I'll get oh. I'll get one of them out of the way. I got this pop shield. Do you see it? Let me have a look. Sorry, I was looking at this. Uh, oh yeah, it's a thin pop it's, shield, it's buddy. Thin, it's not made out of fabric. It's um, an SE Electronics sort of. I don't know how to describe it. It's a it's a diamond grid pop shield. You can hear. Oh wow! You can hear my fingers. Oh wow! It sounds metallic. Yeah, it's, it's made of metal. It's small. It doesn't have a frame around it, so it looks. Looks very cool. It's like it's like having a very tiny tennis racket in front of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. It looks like you're about to play ping pong. But it's, it's got uh, de-popping at various angles through that uh, tennis racket. So uh, it's, uh, it's working out so far. And I can actually see things past it. That is good. How's the plosive reduction on that bad boy? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember any particular pops, but... 
I'm sure there are some. You can never really stop plosives. That's that's what I found over the years. Thank God for Accusonus plosive remover or whatever it's called. That thing is flicking, flipping phenomenal, buddy. What do you reckon? Uh, yes. Let me tell you about another plugin, James. Another new plugin, mm. and it's free. Ooh. That's right. It's the product of none other than Air Windows, who really seem to be getting a fantastic reputation with a lot of people for making some awesome, awesome plugins. Yeah. Now, have you heard about their new plugin? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, it's called Macity, and it is an emulation of the input stage of a vintage Mackie 1202, which is a little mixer. So this was a mixer that apparently, I mean, I didn't have one myself, but a lot of people used it back in the day for driving their techno mm. and drum and bass beats through to get a nice mashed up sound. And I've checked out the plugin. It's uh, it's pretty flipping cool, actually, bro. It's uh, it's good. Yeah, I've, I'm aware of that technique and never cared or used it or anything like that. <laughs> uh, but if if you think it's if you think it does a, a, a good faithful reproduction. Then I can't. I don't know because I don't know, right? Because I've never used one of these bits of kit. It certainly has a bit of a familiar sound to it. So, so yeah. And of course, it's flipping free because this Air Windows dude is a saint. Mm. So, yeah, I would just really, really strongly advise you to go over to airwindows.com uh, and download Mackety if you like dirty, dirty beats. You heard it here last. Yes, um, yes, everyone's on this now. Um, and it's, yeah, it seems like this is blowing up. And I checked out the guy's Patreon. He's only making about a grand and a half a month. What's, so, I don't know. Wasn't he making a grand and a half a month last time we checked in on him? I, I don't know. It seems like everyone's super cheap. I'm not contributing, or <laughs> contributing, as some people might say, because I don't really use any of his plugins. But maybe I'll start using Macity. Maybe I'll bosh him a few quid. But I don't know. I love his stuff to sound super clean these days. Mm. So uh, we'll have to see about that. But yeah, re- I would really recommend giving it a try if you like a bit of a rougher sound. Yes, there you have it. Uh, I have no idea what the sound is. I don't care. But... <laughs> Tim says it's good. I assume it's probably good. Check it out. Also, also, I just want to send a quick shout out to Music Manta. Hey, buddy. Thanks. Okay, James, you know Zill's Lab, don't you? I do. They are the guys who made mostly VCS3 emulations and just kept making it better and better and better, right? They really plowed... Yeah, they just they just the- make these weird, uh, kind of like weird old synth emulations of kind of stuff that people don't really talk about too much, basically, don't they? They do. What have they come up with now? Well, let me tell you, they've come out with a synth called... Chaox, uh, that is spelt capital K, little A, little O, big X. Uh. Um, so yeah, so it's one of their another one of their confusingly named plugins. You, you, and you this, have to have a big X these days, otherwise you don't have a product. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. Well, I know it sounds Chaox sounds kind of cool and nineties and retro, so I don't have a problem with that. And it's based on a synth 
that I'd never heard of before, but it sounds kind of important, actually. Are you familiar with the Yamaha GS1? It stands for Good Synth 1, I imagine. I feel like I've heard of it before and heard that it stands for that. I can't remember anything about this. I feel like I've heard it before of it before but that counts for nothing clearly i haven't and i could (laughs) no i don't think you have so it looks like a flipping harpsichord it's all wooden and shit and it's got pedals and that but it is um it is actually the precursor to the dx7 mate (laughs) what that's right it's an fm synth in a flipping wooden box oh so you can look like flipping Beethoven or Mozart, one of those old-timey music guys, and play some kind of primitive FM sounds. So it was, it was, it was designed to be not a mind fuck for the musician, uh, which obviously the DX7 turned out being. So it's real simple. You've got some knobs. You don't have a flipping (laughs) crazy LCD two-line interface where you're programming loads of uh, operators or anything like that. And I checked out a video of the the original uh, GS1 synth and everything, and it's got kind of an interesting sound. It really, it's the sound of the cusp of the 70s meeting the 80s. Let me, let me so, just, let me try and uh, do a bit of an audio description. It strikes me a bit like a... Influenced by the Hammond organ, how, you know, you've got you've got a machine which is like a piano, but it's not a piano. It's got other stuff in there, and there's basically a bunch of knobs just next to the keys above them. Uh, and, yeah, it, it looks like a very respectable piano-style instrument, but it is it a does. dirty, dirty synth. Well, it's not dirty, dirty. It's got, it's got kind of like... It, it combines the sound of kind of 70s sci-fi soundtracks with the burgeoning crystalline beauty of 80s FM, James, if you can... If you can imagine that. I mean, I've got a video here that I can send you. Do you want to have a listen oh. to it yourself? Let's just drop into a bit of this video and hear this dude, Analog Sweden, talking about the GS1. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. There's tremolo on this sound. And it's kind of got these icy tones that aren't quite analog, but don't really have that sort of DX7 feel quite yet. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. I'm going to stop the video there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's yeah. This looks like it's a worthy synth for Zill's lab to uh, take a look at, and they've really pumped it up with like a load of extra shit on top of the normal uh, sort of stuff. Basically, tell me, tell me they've basically turned it into a DX7, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. <laughs> so it's now got an advanced view. I'm reading from the musicradar.com story. However, the advanced view throws open a panel of features that includes more control over. FM section with an LFO filter envelope and two user-defined external modulators per per operator, I should say. Um, And it's got some chaos oscillators, which I guess is where it gets the chaos name for. Sounds like a Sonic Mm. the Hedgehog character, James. What are you saying about that? Yeah, chaos for sure. What I'd like to uh, think about, Tim, is if this was a synth inside what looked like a piano, what other modern technology could we put inside old technology to make it, uh, to disguise it and make it look like it's very old? Well, what I would like to see is, I don't know if this really answers your question, but I think we should be using dinosaurs inside modern conveniences, Flintstone <laughs> style, because that seemed to really work well back in the day. And why don't we return to that tradition that, you know, served us so well in the past? Am I right? 
Uh, I guess so. I guess so. I was, I was really hoping that you would give me something like um, you could have uh, some kind of cork mini log inside a, an acoustic guitar. Okay, look, I've got an I've got an idea for you, mate. How about SNES inside a PS5 so you can play some actually good games? How about that? <laughs> Boom, roasted, oh, roasted yes. Sony. Um, let's talk clams. Are you up for that? Yeah. How much? Normally. 179 euro clams introductory price uh don't know how long that goes on for 99 euro clams so i mean probably worth checking out there is a demo version i believe i think let me check yes there's a demo it needs an eye lock what um i would wait a second can you can that be a native eye lock oh i don't know actually Oh yeah, okay. soft, use, it will use your soft dongle, James. <laughs> um, so that's that's good. I mean, I have found in the past Zills Lab plugins to be a little bit quirky. I th- I seem to remember the last time I used one, they seem to have sorted that out. But still, I'd uh, check out the demo before you uh, dive in, anyway. And because it's always worth just checking out a demo version, anyway. I reckon, mate. What do you think? Uh, what I think is that I really like people coming up with synths that haven't been modelled to death, and that we haven't seen again and again and again and again and yes. again and again and again by Softube. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. So, yes, I have maybe taken the mickey slightly out of Zilzab here. I feel like they have done good work in this area. of Because uh, I hadn't even heard of this synth, so, you mm. know, and I'm a nerd, mate. Yes, I, I always uh, appreciate people bringing up new stuff. I'd like to check out uh, some of the uh, sort of Russian synths that were, you know, just as we had the space race, we also had the synth race where everyone was trying to make <laughs> the gnarlier space patches. And, uh, uh, I don't think they're really comparable, but I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd, I'd, I've always really wanted to see what uh, synths uh, were made on the other side of the Iron Curtain and uh, their, their versions of the classic patches. Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, uh, like there were there was a spate of these a few years ago, probably like 10 years ago, actually. And I was never really very interested in any of them. But maybe there's a few hidden gems out there. By the way, speaking of trying out demos, James, I'm going to drop a bombshell on you now, mate. Mm-hmm. I tried out that the uh, there was a sale on. I tried out the demo version of Soothe 2. And yes, I've upgraded to Soothe 2, mate. What uh, do you yeah. think about that? You, you were saying about it. You were happy with it. We, you talked about it in the last episode. You were definitely happy with uh, Soothe 2 from the demo. Yeah, it, it sounded great. Uh, it seems more powerful. I haven't even read the manual, though. I just bopped it on some projects. It sounded <laughs> flipping wicked. Um, so, yeah, at some point, I should read that goddamn manual. But, yeah. Sooth 2, it's a corker, buddy. This is something I'd like to introduce you. It is uh, called Slammer. <laughs> You're going to introduce me to your Slammer? Wicked, about bloody time. Yeah, it's called Slammer. It is a drum instrument, and it is by, interesting thing here, it is by Clevgrand, who I have basically never talked about on the podcast because I once did some work for them. And Oh, wow, how responsible of my you. My statute of limitations on talking about people I do work for has uh, now basically expired for them. And I feel happy that they haven't paid me anything in a long time, enough for me to just talk about their products in an unbiased way. Okay, that's cool. Well, uh, are you going to talk about this in an unbiased way? Uh, yes, um, this is basically a little 
should we would it be fair to call it a cartoony looking drum machine it does have a bit of a cartoony vibe it's kind of modern retro cartooniness wouldn't you say you have 12 slots you've got a reverb module a dirt module a tone module and a master module what is it now 12, is it 12 slots, is it? <laughs> Look, it's not, you can't talk about my dirty slot when I'm trying to drink coffee, all right? Sorry about that. Please carry on. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's, let's talk briefly. This thing looks very good. It sounds very cool. I'll take you through a few of the uh, instruments that you can choose in any of the 12 slots. You've got uh, different kinds of kick drums played with uh, one played with a mallet, one played with a wooden stick. You have a bucket, literally a bucket, played with a wooden stick and a bucket handle. Uh, you've got two types of crowbar played with different types of sticks. Um, crowbar? What? Yeah, well, it goes. Muted cymbal, broken cymbal, metal pipe, shovel, few different types of snares. So basically, You've got the usual kind of drum setup, which is great. And you've also got a bunch of sort of, I don't know, supplementary cool hits. How about that? Yeah, wow. So it's kind of like, it looks between, like a cross between found sounds and more traditional sounds mm. in there. Yeah, they, they did a thing a while back which had sort of just found sounds and they made drums out of that. But this is uh, sort of, I guess, maybe the pro version of that where you've got some actual drum sounds as well as some found sounds which you could i guess you could layer them or you could uh, just add a bit of nice flavor to your patch well why not um i think it's important to point out that these are sampled drum sounds multi-sample drum sounds in fact so yeah it's none of your none of your physical modeling or anything like that it's real world noise i think it'd be pretty tough to uh, do physical modeling on a crowbar i mean it probably wouldn't be tough but what's the point? <laughs> Mate, you are going to look so foolish when in 18 months' time, everyone is making physically modelled crowbar music. <laughs> you know, not to make those kind of blanket statements, surely. Oh, it sounds a bit like, yeah, the sort of percussion you'd get that, uh, that someone had made themselves for a YouTube video. I thought this was going to be like, really stompy kind of like um you know industrial vibes but it sounds it's more kind of breezy basically okay i've had enough of that yeah it sounds pretty cool um it's probably not it's probably not for timmy but it's yeah i can imagine I think you could easily easy. make it a bit more industrial and gnarly by turning up all the dirt stuff and sorting out the reverb it's kind of i think there are enough options to play it how you want to play it but yeah, basically, this mm. this is my kind of thing. I would like to, uh, if you compare compare it to something like Superior Drummer, which has five hundred and ninety terabytes of of, of samples for, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's a lot nicer to just have a quick little uh, drum kit setup from something like this. I haven't tried it out. I think I may be able to, uh, but I don't think I will until I actually need it. So yeah, Clef Grand Slammer. I like the look of it. Yeah, man. Do you know what? I'm feeling what you're, what you're saying there, buddy. I would quite like a plug-in instrument that does something a bit like this, but with more, quote-unquote, regular <laughs> drum sounds that doesn't have a crazy massive library and doesn't doesn't have just, like, tons and tons of, like, shit to wade through before you get to the good stuff, basically. People do seem to go overboard with that kind of stuff. And you can see why, because, you know, they, they came up with a fairly... I mean, minimum viable sample drum kit and then 
then they think, well, mm. I mean, we're just going to add a few more snares because what? who doesn't like versatility? And then we're going to put a few more kicks in there and different types of cymbals and uh, different mm. room models for the reverb. And then it just it just starts getting way out of hand. And then you end up with a superior drummer or something like that. But yeah, I think speaking for myself, Timmy, I really, really appreciate mm. a very small download that doesn't take up a hell of a lot of space on my hard drive. Hell yeah, buddy. I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy how big things are getting, if you know what I mean. Uh, So, uh, yeah. Let's talk clams on this one, James, shall we? Let me break it down for you. Regular iPad price, 16 buckaroos. Introductory, well, sale price anyway, $10. $40, the regular price for the plug-in. 25 buckies for the uh, sale price. So, yeah, pretty cheap. 25 is nice. It's not, It's impulse price. Yes. Isn't uh, it? And, yeah, this, this is my kind of thing. I would uh, recommend checking it out or trying the demo. James, what have you got in your pocket. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, <laughs> like keys. I, uh, okay. I've been meaning to get just as a little aside here. Hear my keys here. That is incredibly jangly. How many keys have you got? I've got too many keys, and I don't need most of them. And they're they're all legacy keys, but I don't like carrying keys around. But one of so you want to just break into somewhere where you used to live? You've got that possibility. Well, yes, exactly. But one of the things I wanted to buy recently, I saw that you can get a little key wallet, um, which basically oh. holds, it's a key size thing that holds a few keys and you just spin one out if you want to use it. And basically it's, it, that that would save me a lot of problems because I don't keep a lot of things in my left pocket where I keep my keys because I don't want the keys to damage them. So I was thinking right. there might be something I might actually make a purchase for once in my life and buy a key wallet. Wow, James is opening his bat and spider cobweb encrusted wallet to buy another wallet. I never thought I'd see the back, day. That's incredible. Back to your actual question, what's in my pocket? I got a receipt for... Uh... Oh, God, that is so... The foley work is off the chain today, James. I'm really impressed. I've got a receipt for some falafel. I've got... Uh, oh, did you go to Eater Peter? Uh, yes. Mate, I had an Eater Peter the other week and it was absolutely wicked. And sensibly, I didn't actually have a pizza. I just had some salad and hummus and flour. salad box. Delicious and very healthy. Yeah, in a box. Yeah, man, that's, that's what the receipt is for. I've got some tissues. I've got uh, this little um, paper, <laughs> paper, what would you call it? A little paper uh, thing that I've kept on my desk since about 2011 oh my god what is it was it like a little origami unicorn that tells you that you're not really human uh, yeah exactly it's one of those uh, it's it's a little um chick dow thing and uh it usually gets lost on my desk but i uh have kept it for 10 years um oh, wow. that, that's so sentimental that's what's in my pockets what uh what the hell were you going to say well you could have a flipping drum machine in your pocket mm. that's right Thanks to Coca's Pocket Beatbox. It's a port, uh, reading from the music uh, radar story, it's a portable multi sampling drum machine that looks at both keys and capable. So, yeah, it's like uh, it's got four pads on it on a posh little box. Hold on, can- hold on. Hold on. Present it to me in a different way. How big is it? It's pocket sized, mate. What do you, you know? What kind of question is so that? It's a pocket sized box. 
And it's called the pocket beatbox, mate. I mean, if you can't extrapolate the size of it from the name, I don't know what. Well, I mean, do, can I fit five of them in my pocket, or can I fit? No, one? you can fit exactly one in your pocket, not two, not half. One. It's the size of a pocket. Okay, and it's got four drum pads on it, and it looks—they look like they're made out of brass or chocolate. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's like a posh, fancy treat that you might eat or makeup or something like that. Yeah, and it's not only has it got an internal synth engine that generates uh, 808-style sounds, mm. it's got flipping uh, sample playback and uh, you can have uh, over 4,000 samples per kit played off an SD card. And these kits are composed of only, you can only play four pads, right? Yeah, but they've uh, they're dynamic, so you know you can kind of you know, play multi multi samples. There, okay, but... and I'm seeing that you can uh, load kits using an SD card. Yes, that's right, right. and it does MIDI. You know, it's got a headphone jack, unlike your phone, and it runs off uh, three AA batteries or a USB C power pack. That's a strange thing to see. Uh, we've got some blasts from the past. There, we've got the SD card, we've got the headphone jack, and we've got uh, AA batteries. Yeah, man, it's pretty retro. Now, I can imagine you're thinking this is sounding pretty cool, am I right? Uh, yes. Just play along, just play yeah, along. Yeah, it sounded great. Well, let me shit you up with the price tag. Uh-huh. It's flipping 555 euro clams, buddy. okay, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a product for the rich, I feel. Um, I can't imagine anyone getting that kind of value like because you could buy a how much is a flipping roland tr8s let's have a look at the price on that that oh you could get a roland tr8s for around that kind of price so i feel like this is a luxury item for the Cash rich. Mm, yeah this adds cash rich uh people with if you don't mind me saying big pockets Hey, nice one. Now, I should point out that the Roland TR-AS isn't a comparable product at all. It's a much more useful one, I feel. But hey, if you like finger drumming, and you know, you've got some... Well, no, who who does? If if you like finger drumming and you've got a load of cash to splash, I mean, it looks gorgeous and it seems super posh. So, you know, maybe it'll be of interest to somebody out there. It does look very nice. It's... um... It's, it's very lovely. It's only got four pads, though, so if you want to whip out your pocket-sized beatbox on the train or something, you can do some things, but... Uh, yeah, I, I... I tell you what, if you whip out a pocket-sized beatbox on the train, you are a bad person. <laughs> do not be tapping on the train. Laptop keyboard, basically passable. Finger drumming, especially not using a built-in speaker. Does it have a built-in speaker? I believe it does. Can I use this in a doctor's office while waiting for an appointment? Please don't, because someone with anxiety will have a breakdown if you do that. Uh, Is it possible to use this at a funeral? You could use it as a funeral. Maybe that would be requested by whoever's funeral it was. Uh, I just hope not. How about if you're in church and let's say you're you're towards the back of the church and it's quite a loud sermon. Maybe maybe people are singing a hymn and you just wanted to drum along for a while. Uh, Would that be acceptable? No, No, because due to the acoustic design of churches... The Reverend or whatever will be able to hear your every finger movement, mate, making it unacceptable. Would it be okay to use this on a pub with a large beer balcony? 
Well, now it seems like all pubs are having massive outside areas installed. Maybe. Mm. How about on a bridge in the middle of a quiet uh, stream? Yeah, as long as there's no one else around to be disturbed by you and there's no nature around either. Okay, right. Uh, I might invest in it then. Okay, well, there you go. That is the Coca Pocket Beatbox. You could reserve one for 10 euros because they're not shipping until April 2022, the space year, April 2022. Oh, what a a privilege to be able to reserve one for extra money. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, splash your cash on that if you fancy. Good. Excellent. Well, wasn't that an enormous amount of fun? James has gone off now to look at his various technical problems and maybe have a little bit of a weep about them. Who knows? Please check out our Patreon if you fancy bunging us some money. We're not doing this for the love, guys. Heavens no. And yeah, just thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. See you later, guys. Bye.